Did you set the house on fire? Did you get your sister pregnant? Did you sell your grandma's kidney just for fun? You're a menace, you're a bastard, you're a son of a bitch. What is the worst thing? Worst thing? Worst thing you ever done? Worst thing you've ever today ladies and gents well technically we've got two we have, we have anthony and we have his lovely lab jackie oh, uh, yes. i like to pretend oh, that she yes. was named after laurie metcalf's character from and rose jackie. and jackie <laughs> now you are quite the animal lover as i recall i am you, you know brendan i've always i've grown up with dogs i've never been without one and oh she i will gorgeous. never be without one let me just tell you you're never quite alone no, and I must not. say, so Anthony, uh, when I got here, you showed me your flower garden. I showed you my flowers. And, uh, yeah. You said that they came from like uh, like an as seen on TV situation where yeah, you roll um, out a mat and then presto, you've got flowers. Yeah, it's the Carol Wright mail order catalog. And like the yeah. Carol Channing um, a flower catalog. Hello, Dolly. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How long did it take for these flowers to uh, grow? Oh my God, it took like... Uh, Three weeks. So you know, you know that I worked for. Aww. You know that I worked for that I seen on TV, so I know all about those products. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Jackie, sit, 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 sit. So, um, so, so what? But let me see. Let me tell you. They're called the butterfly blend. I, I forgot exactly what kind they are, but they're called butterfly blend butterfly because they're blend. supposed to attract butterflies. But so far, I've seen no butterflies. All they attract is those goddamn fucking... Uh, Gypsy moths? No, those spotted... We have such a special treat. Anthony is the composer of the theme song that everyone loves so much. You know, Brendan, I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you, what sick son of a bitch wrote that this theme This was song? my next question. What the hell demented because sociopath I, do you hang out with that, that wrote, writes this music? I'd hate you had to meet done this motherfucker. In half Holy an hour. Shit. Can can you tell our audience like what what was your inspiration? How like what 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 went into it? Uh, give us some pointers. Okay, well, I took into well, see this time I took into consideration when I compose Brendan, see, I usually compose off the context of the song. So right. it's easier for me to have the lyrics first, then write the music because I, I get the gist and the overall feeling and emotion of the song. So if you hand me lyrics, it is easy as pie for me to compose music to it. So when you told me that you need a theme song to a podcast called The Worst Thing I've Ever Done, yep, yep. my mind just went like a bullet train. And <laughs> let me tell you something, I got, the, I got the lyrics in like 10 minutes. Really? In 10 minutes. And then, I, and then off of those so, lyrics- So some artists, the they, they do music just, first or lyrics first? What kind of person some artists, are you? And, and many artists do music first, right. then lyrics. What, which one are you? Lyrics first, lyrics, then music. Lyrics to music? Because if I know the lyrics, then right. I know the context well enough, so I'm able to compose. Did you have to sit down by hand and like like create it like with notes and like on musical paper? Or yeah, well, while I was you know 
just sitting around and I got the lyrics. Right. Then I started um, making a rhythmic pattern to the actual words right. and syllables and stuff like that and trying to fit the, the words in. Was it helpful that it was only a few, like 20 seconds long or was it, or, or do you think, well, could that, you have gone further is my question. I could have gone further. I mean, yeah. all we're talking about is time, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's 20 seconds worth of music. 20 seconds worth of music doesn't take long at well, all. Well, I mean, it, it, and, it felt, well, felt, and, and, and still feels like you really put your heart and soul into it. The first time I heard it, of I, course, Brandon, I couldn't you, participate in life any longer. Of it course, was, Brandon, you know, I put my heart and soul into everything I do. You know that. I do have to give a shout out to my partner in crime and music, Mr. Kevin Lynch. Oh, he, thanks, Kevin. He remastered the recording. He recorded the vocals. That's him singing. On, he's, he's that... It's him singing on the theme song. You really did my music justice, buddy. And this is not new for you, Anthony. You have had your delightful hands in a number of projects through the years. Oh, yeah. Some we're not so. allowed to talk about, but we will say <laughs> that you are partially uh, a helping hand in a very popular uh scary kind of show that yeah made a resurgence a couple of years yes. ago now let me tell you let me tell you what happened there see the composer who wrote the score to this show um this show uh, particular show was originally in the n a 90s yeah. tv show and then it you don't have became... any cherry pie do you oh, oh just declare uh, <laughs> okay okay so um it's what a damn happened... fine cup of coffee yes it is so um this composer was actually my teacher. Right. I took private lessons with him after college. And um, he actually got me into um, recording, and performing on, on the soundstage right. because he liked the way I play. So he kept um, hiring me for, his, uh, for some of his scores. <laughs> and uh, a couple of years ago, I get a call from him. He was um, contracted to write the score and do the orchestrations for this um, show right and um, at the time he was going through some personal issues uh, he had some health problems he didn't want to do the orchestration so he taught me right so he called me and um, he said this this is the deal this is gonna be the deal he goes um, this is gonna be like a ghostwriter oh, yeah. So he said, this is going to be like a ghostwriting situation. He goes, you're not going to get any name credit for it, and um, but you will get paid. And um, and he told me the amount of work that had to go into it. And I'm like, oh, shit, really? It's like, that. it's a lot of work. It's major deadlines. Uh, I, I said, and I'm not going to get any name credit. So I said, how much did it pay? And he told me how much it paid. And um, it's like your own uh, singing in the rain thing. It's like you're Kathy Selden, and they're using your work, but someone else is taking credit for it. And when when I left his office, I had so much cum in my pants, I could hardly walk. My thighs <laughs> were stuck together. After I heard this dollar amount, Brendan, holy shit! This was like this was like a life changing amount. So I was like. Uh, yeah, fuck the credit. I'll take the money. You take the I'll money. I'll take what's behind door number one. Sell out. <laughs> but that's all right. I mean, so well, you I, haven't talked to me or seen me in forever. By I the know. way, before I forget, happy 9-11. I hope it was oh, Brandon. I hope it was delightful for oh, you as oh, it was for me. Brandon. Sorry. Oh, um, by the way. Right. By the way, I just told Brandon. To celebrate our podcast. Right. I just told Brandon possibly the most offensive joke in all all of humanity. I'm not even talking a, a joke a, a targeting a specific. Th th it's all of humanity. All this, of you. this joke was. It's so. You know how when public figures say something naughty, they get canceled. 
Oh, I'm oh, looking yeah. to well, get well, canceled. Well, listen, this joke, forget canceled. This joke carries the death penalty. Ugh. I mean, Brendan. Off they, with his hands. Brendan, they, Brendan, they will drag me out of my home, string me up on the gallows, and bury me upside down in a cemetery in Salem. Well, don't threaten you, me let, with let, a good time. Let, let me tell you something. There's going to be headstones. Sarah, Sarah Good, John Proctor, Anthony Bevilacqua. Ugh. Burned as witch, burned as witch, told a joke. Just, See? Very funny that you... A moment ago when you were talking about, like, the ghostwriting, like, it just, this leads me, sort of, into, um, what, what I've been up to for, like, the last, uh, 30 days. I, I, I no longer work at my job. I'm finally able to tell the story. I, I got fired, and not even for anything spectacular. I worked there for nine years yeah, in the storage place. I, uh, put my time in. You know, I, I really... As much as I didn't like going to work every day, I was good at it, you know? Like, I, I really, I found a creative way to get from point A to point B every day. And whether or not I liked it, uh, I, uh, I was a, a contributing member of uh, society. And I really, I did the job well, regardless well, of whether or not I liked it. Um, so it was, it was shocking for me when I finally got fired because the thing that they let me go for was something that was so out of left field. It wasn't what exciting. Was it? it wasn't good. They told me that and it happened right after my vacation from Nashville. I came back. They met me there at 930 and they said, yeah. we have unsubstantiated, oh puppy, um, unsubstantiated claims here that some of your Google reviews might not be authentic. I said, what does that mean? They said, well, what? some of them match with people who are actual customers, but some of them we can't actually find in the computer. And uh, that, that would mean that you, when, when you were soliciting some of these reviews, you might have done it to people who don't, are not actually customers. I said, well, not everyone is a customer at this point. It, there was no fighting it. They were like, yeah, according to our policy that we've already discussed with HR, we're going to have to let you go. But you're between like, you, you and know, I... Cut the bullshit and just... Cut the bull. You, you know, you know... Cut the bull. You already made your decision. Like, Why the fuck am I here? And if it wasn't for this, it would have been yeah, for so something me, yeah. else. And I was, you know, pretty upset about it. I was upset I about it. And it, it's hard for anyone who is blindsided with <clears throat> getting let go when they least expect it to have to roll with the punches and uh, find work and, and, and organize their um, unemployment money. And, and every day was a little bit of a struggle to kind of like remember that like, although this is bad, it's not going to bring you down. You know, right. like you're, you're going to keep going. And <clears throat> what ended up happening was uh, we were with the theater company working with this uh, old folks home and they were giving us free space after the old folks went to bed around six o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so after that time, we were able to come in and have their free space and, you know, do our, because, you know, in the theater business, it's so hard to find spaces that are like low cost to rehearse in oh, we or know free that. for that we, matter. We know mm -hmm. that, Brendan. We were going through that together. And in conjunction with them, we are working with some of these delightful seniors on a production of Into the Woods. Senior, it's, got, it's not really... It's, singing in the rain so much as it's sitting in the rain, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. um, they're lovely people. Yes. And I noticed that when I was there, Anthony, yeah. I was able to forget about being selfish. I was able to forget about myself. I was able to put it away. I was able to move beyond um, feeling like useless and, and worthless and like, like I'd let everyone down and I could step beyond myself and help somebody else out for a change. You know, like I'm very good at taking care of me, 
But yeah. for that hour that I'd worked there, I was taking care of them. And it made me forget my troubles, come on, get happy. Was this before you got the job or you were there for the yeah, I was theater. there before. Yeah. With the and theater. One thing yeah. led to another and I was talking to the woman involved, lovely girl, and I said to her, look, there's all these things that I can't do, but this is what I can do. And although I don't think I'm qualified, do you think there's any work for me here that you could actually pay me? Like, I, yeah. and I'll work like a dog. Yeah. Present company excluded, mm. Aunt Jackie. <laughs> I said, I'll work like a dog. She said, right this way. We had a conversation. The next thing you know, I start there. Now it's been 30 days, Anthony. I, I feel like I've been there forever. And in a sense, me doing all this like positive work with seniors, some who don't know who I am day to day, yeah. kind of gives me license in my regular life to act like a jerk. Hence, this podcast. You like that? So that's what I've been How up fitting. to for 30 How days. Fitting. I mean, well, they call it Manifest Destiny, right? Congratulations, Brendan. I, I, I'm so glad you're happy. You know, you're happy, I'm and happy. And as that's you can great. imagine, the funniest shit has been going on. Um, I wanted to just tell you this one brief story before I get into yours. They're allowed to have animals there, like dogs and cats, which I think oh, yeah, is I've lovely. Heard that. That, know, like, nursing home it's, people It's not them just in. them. It's, it's their own pets in their own Oh, rooms. it's their own yeah, pets. their own pets. That's yeah. wonderful. And this Good. one woman, she said to me, you must come upstairs one day and meet my cat. I know you're a cat person. I said, yes. She goes, if you find time, come upstairs and meet him. So yeah. I found time. I went upstairs and she goes, he's on the bed. Go over and say hello to him. Yeah. So I walk over to the bed and I'm looking for the cat. And I turned to her and I said, um, wh where is he? And she said, he's on the bed. Give him a pet. And I'm looking on the bed and there's nothing on the bed except a cute, stuffed animal cat. And I went, he's on the, the bed? And she goes, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, I've been led upstairs to meet a her stuffed animal. animal. Yeah. So I reach over, doing my best job of acting, and I proceed to start petting the stuffed animal. And I said, oh, he's, uh, he's oh, adorable. No, 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 I know and she's is. like, isn't he, isn't he adorable? I said, you're a very lucky lady. And then she, a very odd look crosses her face. And she says to me, are you, <laughs> are you petting a stuffed animal? <laughs> and I went, uh-huh. And she uh. goes, that's not my cat. And I went, um, I know it, I know it, I know it. And then she goes, well, if he's not up there, that means he's somewhere else. And I went, yeah. She goes, he might be, uh, he might be eating in, in the bathroom area. So I go across yeah. the room and sure yeah. enough, the live flesh, blood and fur cat was eating his breakfast in the bathroom area. And then I proceeded to pet this real animal. I proceeded to pet this real animal. She, I come back to uh, tell her how cute he is. And she says to me, did you really think I invited you upstairs to pet a stuffed animal on my bed? And I went, um, I don't really want to answer that. Oh, and Brendan, she you said, that. You she goes, that so do you well. think I'm some kind of a doddering old fool who doesn't know the difference between a real cat and a fake cat? Brendan, you handled that so well. So <laughs> funny. I love that we were on the level and we were able to like, we were able to laugh at it. Jackie, you are such a loud girl, aren't you? She always wants the attention. So. Yeah. Anthony, oh my God. I, now is the time, now is the hour. Well, Brendan, first of all, I just want to say how good it is to be back. I mean, Brendan, for decades, musical theater was thriving. 
music business was booming. Yep. And some asshole in China eats a diseased weasel and I'm stuck inside watching Netflix 24-7. For the rest of your life. What shows are you watching? Any goodies? Yes, I hit all the good ones. I did Stranger Things. I did... um, uh, American Horror Story. I did. Han- did you watch Hannibal yet? Mm, yes, it's on my list. Oh it's my, on my God, list. Brendan! The guy playing Hannibal Lecter. He's this. Um, I think he's he's from the Netherlands. Mads Mikkelsen. I swear he looks and sounds exactly like a young Liam Neeson. Lovely, he is an excellent actor. Uh, right now, I'm watching Dark Shadows on Prime. Oh, yeah, the, the, yep, the, yep. the uh, series from the 60s. There's right. like 1,275 episodes. I'm on episode 862, I think. But uh, I, We're watching Ina Garten's show and learning all about cooking with uh, yeah. good butter and good wine and, yeah. uh, and, and good vanilla. And apparently, since I've, I started her show, which was like uh, 12 years ago, she has a new show going on right now that my mm-hmm. friend Ryan introduced me to the first episode last night. It, take, it takes place in the now. And yeah. he says to me, Prepare yourself because Jeffrey and Ina are not doing well. And sure enough, she comes on screen. Jeffrey looks like a skeleton now. Oh, Ina boy. looks like Attila the Hun. And he told me <clears throat> that his boss, who shall remain nameless, okay. uh, told Ina that she should have a facelift, and Ina refused. Oh. Mm. Hmm. I mean, something like that could come between friends, don't you think? Yes, it could. <laughs> yes. By the way, yeah. why don't you take care of that little turkey gobble gobble while you're at it? But when you're famous, you can get away with stuff like that. And my my yeah. friend from last night, he's semi-famous. He's kind of a D-list celebrity. Okay. He was showing me on his phone all the different um, direct messages from actual celebrities that he gets that he doesn't respond to. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the one that I will mention that kind of blew me away a little bit was Anthony from the new Queer Eye. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Friended him and messaged him, but he oh didn't God. respond to him. And I said, well, why didn't you respond to Anthony? Anthony from the new Queer Eye. He's yeah. like, well, I didn't really find him attractive. And sometimes you oh, got to really? put these people in their places. Okay. <laughs> well said. And well I was said. Like, what are the chances that you become a D-list celebrity and you can pick and choose who you decide that you're going to flirt with and who you're not going to flirt with? Yeah, yeah. I was impressed. I must say. Well, when you can pick and choose, that's <laughs> you're, you doing well. choose, you're doing well. You're doing very well. You're doing something, right? Unbelievable. I I just want to, if I may plug one more thing. Sure. Like, over the pandemic, you know, nobody was performing anything, but I was still working on a couple of projects. One project that I worked on, it was um, me and Kevin, again, my partner in music. We wrote um, Christmas Carol Symphonic Suite last December, and it's now out on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Kevin wrote the music. I wrote, I did the orchestration, so Apple Apple Music and Spotify. Check it out. Christmas Carol Symphonic Suite. Christmas Carol Symphonic Suite. Yeah. Oh, and I also did the score. I wrote the score to this animated web series out of the UK. It's coming out in October next month. It's called Sir Mayhem Zombie Oblivion. Well, Anthony, I don't know if now is the time to plug your stuff, but when is a good time? I don't even know. <laughs> Okay. So if you will, do me the honors of giving me the Anthony story. Right to Final Jeopardy, huh? Okay. <laughs> okay, so. For my story, I have to take you back in time. Take me back. Picture it. Sicily, 1922. A young peasant girl. No. <laughs> okay, picture it. Bergen County, New Jersey, 1995. 
an upper middle class latchkey kid with his Nirvana t-shirt, skateboard, and no moral <laughs> compass is dating is dating this girl back when I did such things. This reminds me, Anthony, once what? upon a time you said to me that when you were dating girls, yeah. you did the opposite of a 69. Can you tell our, our listening audience what that is? It's like a... a Half what? a sixty-nine because what? It, what? it was. It's, I don't remember. Are you, you sure told that was me, me this joke where you said that uh, half a sixty-nine is, is what? I I don't do I, math, but uh, I don't remember that. Oh, too bad. Something with a fraction in it. <laughs> My apologies. I, I thought for sure the uh, joke that I was trying to tell Anthony was his joke, but it wasn't. And the joke was somebody who used to date girls and. They knew that they weren't into them because every time they tried a 69, it only turned into a one-way situation. So what would that be? Half a 69 is a 34.5. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I could have know, sworn I mean, that I was your could, story. I wish I could take credit for that. But, you know, you know, <laughs> no, I, I was always... I, a good I, giver. Yes. I was a giver. Oh, yeah, yeah, very good. Brendan, <laughs> let me tell you something. In retrospect, you probably didn't know this about me, but in retrospect... When I was a teenager, I had some pretty hot girlfriends, Brendan. They always do. I you were the sly, well, sensitive type. Well, I, was, but... oh, I was a little dish in my day. <laughs> you've never seen any pic- You've never seen any pictures of me back then. Who play you in a movie? Um, uh, Let's see. Ash. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm. A young, not now, but you know, back when he did. Oh, uh, before, during, or after yeah, jo- yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, you haven't seen any pictures of me back then. Uh, Kevin's seen them. Kevin Lynch has seen them. He's jerked off to them. Oh my uh, God. Hey, this is the worst thing I've ever done podcast, okay? If your children are listening in, shame on you. You're horrible parents. Maybe Ashanda. We'll we'll, we'll attach a photo of you as Joseph Gordon-Levitt to uh, the episode so people can see. Okay. okay. Because they really want to know. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, if you saw my uh, girlfriends during that time, I mean, you'd be mystified. I'm mystified at my current pension for bone inhalation, but I mean, that's the way way the chips fell. What can I say? But Brendan, it all evened out. It all evened out because now... My boyfriend is hotter than all. Oh my god! I, he, Nine years going strong, man. I, I remember love you, when you two started, and I, we, he had that gorgeous right? lock of long hair, mm-hmm. and then he cut it, and he was even more <laughs> adorable. I know, right? Like some right? people, they, they, they look right. good no matter what. They're in oh, a paper he's, bag. He's gonna look like he's twenty till he's sixty. Believe me. I mean, some people are just blessed like that. Well, we love but, him. We love you. And we love you. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Okay. So, okay. So, I was dating this girl from uh, na- a neighboring town, and she was 19 years old and going off to college, and I was 15 going on 16. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I knew what Age it was. Age of consent. Okay. I, I, I knew what it was. I knew I, knew, I, knew I was her little play thing, you know. No. But, but I, Brendan, no complaints, no complaints. Never. No need for complaints, no need to call customer service. Okay? <laughs> the complaint Brent, department. Brendan, she was, she was half Indian, half Puerto Rican, 100%. International flavor. Mm. Let me tell you something. Tell Let me, me tell you something. And nobody my age back then was having the sex I was having. I oh, mean, my believe. goodness. It was so good. We had two pregnancy scares. That's how good it was. Oh! Yes. Oh, did I shock you? <laughs> 
again, Brendan, I'm not. I, I'm not the. I wasn't always the bloated gargoyle you see in front of you. Okay. And now, I was, and now if I need an I, abortion, I have to fly to Mexico. Oh my God, yeah, Mazatlan! I'll, Don't I drink the water. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so here was the situation. Okay, I was dating this girl. She was. This was her family. It was her, her mother, and her two sisters. Her father had passed away when she was very young. Right. Um. But just think, right. okay? Just think of the situation. A teenage boy dating a girl, what better dating situation is there? She lives with her mother, right. two sisters, right. no brothers, and a dead father. <laughs> How perfect is that dating situation, Brendan? I mean, really, Brendan, let me tell you something. Tell me. Let me tell you something. When I walked into that house, I was the man of the house. Got it. And, uh, which is good because I'm hardly the man of the house now. And it's just me and my dog. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Now you're this adorable <laughs> Mo with a dog. But I was 15 years old. I was head of that household. I mean, I walked in. Her mother would be doing dishes by the sink. I'd smack her on the ass. Hey, honey, what's for dinner? Damn. You were was... like the Archie Bunker of a, what year was it? Uh, oh, 1992? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I taught her, ne <laughs> taught her never to burn the roast again. That's for damn sure. <laughs> a little spousal training. Okay, number one, that's a joke. And number two... We would Never hurt. Number two, all you women out there who voted for Trump, I just illustrated the type of America your conservative husbands consider great. So think about that the next time he climbs on top of you wearing the MAGA hat. I, 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 Putana Lord, the, these I, Republicans. I, oh, I, I would never. Ooh, Republicans having sex. Did you, I, I, did you? Could you ever imagine that? Don't smoke in here. I, I would <laughs> never hurt Selena. Republicans having sex. I mean, my, I can't even wrap my mind around that, Brendan. I mean, I keep trying to think about it. And I was like, what, what the hell? All I keep thinking about, I, I just picture like this, I don't know, this breeding facility with American flags and lab equipment. I, I don't know. Ra I don't know. Rabbits, rabbits everywhere. All right, enough Michigats. Back to the story. All right, so I'm dating this girl. Now, her mother, her mother, very lovely woman, but she didn't speak English at all. And she was very naive let's say, to American pop culture and, um, you know, like innuendo and everything. Her mind didn't work like ours if, works, so, you know? Like, if so, you probably could get away with speaking really fast in front of her and uh, uh, well, she was up on her pop culture knowledge and... Well, uh, you, you, well, you could make, like, sexual innuendo jokes and she would never get that, okay? So that's what's leading us to the uh, disaster. I do love cucumber. So. <laughs> yeah, she'd never get that. But lovely woman, anyway. So... It was June and school was out. She graduated. I was going into my junior year. And it was the end of June. And we were um, going up to the street festival up in Dobbs Ferry, New York. And afterwards, we were going to meet her and her, uh, her mother and her sisters for dinner. And on uh, somewhere in Tarrytown. Nice restaurant. Not too fancy, but nice. So we get there. And her mother is wearing this T-shirt. And she's wearing, and this t-shirt, very nice t-shirt. However, on the t-shirt was printed, and I quote, Wine me, dine me, 69. No! I, 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 an Alanis Morissette <laughs> quote? Was that what the t-shirt was? Because I know yes. she uses those lyrics in the song. Yes, yes. Now, let me tell you something. Her two evil sisters, I mean, see, they're on, they're on the same wavelength, wavelength as yeah. I am. You know, I should have dated one of those wicked witches, but, but no, me and one of them, forget it. They, they love when she does shit like this. They just eat it up. They, 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 they have that bloodlust, you know? 
My girlfriend, it was like she saw that t-shirt, the blood drained from her face. <sighs> she was mortified. Now we're in a restaurant and she's trying to tell her mother in Puerto Rican. Put this napkin over you. <laughs> she's trying to tell her mother in Puerto Rican that this t-shirt is not appropriate to wear in Anywhere. <laughs> and her mother doesn't understand. All she knows is she likes the t-shirt. And, and she's trying to tell her mother, uh, she doesn't want to say exactly what it means. Right. But oh her, yeah, that's the thing. It's like yeah, you want she's it, embarrassed. You, you want to her tell, to know that it's not right, but you don't want to specifically say why. Exactly, exactly. She doesn't know. She can't communicate what it means, and her mother has no idea and the, why and the, the teacher is not going to just take her word for it. Exactly. So let's fast forward. Oh God. To about three weeks later. Yeah. In July, it's her mother's birthday, and the family is there having like a little um. Just a little party in the backyard for her, like some grilling type thing. And um, it was her mother, her sister. She had an aunt in Wyckoff, too. She was there. And I was invited, of course. So now I have to get my girlfriend's mother a birthday gift. Yeah. And where does the teenage boy go to buy his girlfriend's oh, mother a oh, birthday I'll gift? I'll guess. I'll guess. Take a guess. Spencer's, Spencer's yeah. gift. <laughs> Spencer's Gifts in the Garden State Plaza, your one-stop shop for all your South Park memorabilia and flavored sexual lubricants. I was in there yes. once and minding my own business, looked over at that vibrator section. Uh-huh. And there yeah. was the straight guy there. I'll never forget it. He was comparing <laughs> two vibrators back and forth looking at them. He looked like he was the most uncomfortable, no pun intended, person I've ever seen in Spencer's. So I, I, I snuck a quick photo of him from the behind. I didn't know who this person he was. Want, it's, but it, let's just say that Spencer's in many, for all, for all intents and purposes, uh -huh. um, it was like a mecca of... Uh, debauchery. Debauchery yeah. and, and um, uh, posters and uh, skull glow-in-the-dark somethings or others. And, uh, but at the same time, it had a little bit of a questionable side to it also, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you didn't ever really want to admit to people that, you know, you've been to every corner of that store, but we've been to every corner of that <laughs> Oh, store. yes, we have. And, and, and tame, very tame compared to, like, what could have been in that store. But you know what he was doing with those vibrators? He, he, was, he, he wanted to get one for his wife. He was just trying to see which one matched up to him, you know? But I also applaud, like, being in public like that and yeah. openly holding two vibrators in a mall and being like... Now, do I want the one that like has the, the, the self-adhesive condom that I can wear with a belt in the back? Or do I want the one that's ribbed for somebody's pleasure? Hmm. Well, yeah. this one's pink and this one's, uh, you know, light pink. And, you know, kind of really doing the work, figuring yeah. out which vibrator would uh, in inject the, the most pleasure. I saw one the size afternoon. of a floral lamp one time. Holy shit. Really? Surprised Se you could walk in September. Holy. <laughs> September. <laughs> Golden Girls oh, reference. Right. I Golden live Girls for. Reference. Oh yes, I live for. Long live the girls. Well, one, one of them. One of them. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so gift. Back to the story. So okay. So I knew I was going to find the perfect gift right. for her mother in Spencer's, and I found the perfect T-shirt for her. It was a very nice deep purple tie-dyed t-shirt and man. on yes and on it was printed we'll get to it in a minute i have to build up to it okay so it was a very nice t-shirt i knew her mother would love, love it love it because i knew her style brand 
I knew her style. So I knew her mother would absolutely love it. So I get the t-shirt, I take it home, and I wrap the gift, I put a little bow on it, 15 year old boy, putting a little bow on a gift. You didn't read that on a billboard that long ago, <laughs> huh? I wasn't sending out the signals back then, was I? Perfect gift wrapping. <laughs> He's so good at gift wrapping. Yes. Got her a beautiful card. I knew she liked orchids and butterflies, so I got her a nice card with orchids. And, you know, signed the card, sealed it. <clears throat> and then it was uh, the day of her birthday party, and my girlfriend picked me up. Because she was driving, and I was, you know, not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm walking out the door, and I get intercepted by my mother. Oh, shit. I get pulled over by my mother. And she goes like, oh, I, from, I meant to ask you, what did you get her as a gift? And I go, oh, I got her a nice shirt. A nice t-shirt. And she goes, wait, you got her a shirt? Sure. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what kind of shirt? She and, knew you. She knew you. And, and I'm like, Oh, she knew she, she knew birthed a little to. prick. Oh, yeah. yeah, she knew. She knew who I was back then. You know? Only child, right? Huh? Only child. Yeah. Only child. Oh, yeah. See, that was me back then. A, a, a little, you know, a dirty little grunge rat back then. Me, th th this, th you come over to my house. What's the first thing I greet you with? Brendan, come see my flowers. <laughs> Very different person back then, Brendan. So my mother's like, you went shopping for women's clothes? Something crotchless. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. And she goes, where? Right. Now, uh, Brendan, I can't lie to my mother, of course. So I told her, Macy's, of course. Macy's. You know. And she goes, what kind of shirt did you get? And I'm like, I, I got her a nice t-shirt. Mm -hmm. What's on the t-shirt, Anthony? I'm like, well, well, I know her mother. She likes orchids and butterflies. So I got her a nice... You know, T-shirt has it's purple. I didn't lie about the color, Brendan. You didn't. Never lie you're, to your mother, Brendan. Or a hen will lay eggs in your tummy. <laughs> you're in the clear. <laughs> yeah. So it's purple, and okay. Here's the coup de gras. <laughs> lay it on me. My mother goes. Did you seal the card yet? I'm like, no. She goes. All right. Do do me a favor. Um, take the card out. And sign it from you, me, and dad. Oh, <laughs> God. So I take it out and I, you know, I signed it. You know, happy birthday, love, Anthony. And then below my name I put, and mom and dad, Bevilacqua. Oh, sweet. Oh, I had no qualms in doing that, Brendan. I hope they, they shot you a couple bucks for, uh, you know, putting their name on the card. You know, as, as long as we're all responsible for this gift. Well, let's just say they shot me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a month in the hospital. Okay, so I put the car, I, you know, I put the gift together. Now, my girlfriend picks me up, and we're in the car, and my girlfriend asked me, what did you get my mother? Right. And I go, I got her a shirt. Now she gives me the fish eye. And now this is just like deja vu from five minutes ago. You got her a shirt? <sighs> I'm like, yeah, what kind of shirt? I'm like... I, I found her a nice t-shirt. Do you want to sign the card? <laughs> Anthony, what's on the t-shirt? Just a nice print. I, I know what she likes, you know. Subtle. She, she'll love it. Okay. She, believe me, she knew. So, we're at the birthday party. Right. Time for the grand unveiling. Let's do it. 
So she's opening her gifts and she gets to mine. Was there a room full of people? No, like I said, it was a small a small party. gathering. Okay. If I knew it was going to be like, you know, people from her church and stuff. But of course. <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't speak for myself back then anymore. So she opens the gift. She takes it out. She loves it. Oh. She loves it. She's laughing at it. She loved the t-shirt. I even got the size right. She's <laughs> loving it. Again, 15 years old. Was it on the billboard? Yeah. Okay. So she's loving it. Her two evil sisters, they're cracking up because, you know, they can't get enough of it. <laughs> so before I tell you my girlfriend's reaction, let me tell you what was on the t-shirt. Yes, please. Okay. It was a deep purple tie-dye t-shirt. And there were three pictures on the t-shirt. A pair of lips with lipstick. Uh-huh. A fish and a toilet bowl. <laughs> and on it was written in nice glittery letters... I'm a triple threat. I take it in the yapper, in the snapper, and in the cracker. <laughs> now, Brendan, 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 before you pass judgment, okay? Before you pass I judgment. Never. Before you pass judgment on me, need I remind you, lest we forget, this was a gift from me and my parents. And so I am not shouldering the entire blame for it. That is terrible. So, okay, so uh, like I said, her sisters were loving it. Her mom loved the t-shirt. Um, okay, as far as my girlfriend was concerned, um, let's just say the sex was never the same. Never, it never is quite the same. No matter what I did, Brendan, I could have hired the Notre Dame marching band for the bedroom, Brendan. It wouldn't have made a difference. It was over finito fine in the words of the Red Baron when they shot him down. Kaput. Ugh. It was over. And there that's the story. I love it. I, uh, we will take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to give you, uh, what was that word? The coup de terre? The, the coup de terre? Is that French? The coup de gras. Coup de gras. The death blow. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> so good to be back. Now, the, the, what I earlier on in the pod, when I mentioned the flowers that you had that were growing in your garden that you said came from like, a flower mat that you just water and then the flowers pop up. The reason I'm a little bit familiar with this is because this was a product that I actually sold when I worked at that company that that makes those products. So I know exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I did so well at that company. Um, it, it was it was mostly sales on the phone, whatever, that they moved me over to the, the, the end of the business that was not me taking calls from like just angry people, mm-hmm. but also making um, sales on the phone to people who really wanted to buy products from the catalog. Right. And some of the products that we sold were like erection um, pills. And I remember- Boner pills. The boner yeah. pills. The way to really make somebody buy a year's worth of those pills is you really have to give people exactly what they want on the phone. So you and gave people erections on the phone? Kind of. Oh, I, 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 uh, there you go. You have to really talk to men the way that men want you to talk to them on the phone. And I would say some things to men on the phone like, <laughs> sir, these products, not only do I sell them, but I stand by them. And you know what it's going to do for you, sir, these pills? Not only is it going to make you rock hard, and they love the words. Not only is it going to do that for you, but, sir, you have to use words, your girth, sir, is really what you're going to see a, a change in. And I can tell you, sir, from one guy to another, the only biggest problem with these pills is now I have a wife 
and a girlfriend. I've got too many women in my life now. That's what these pills are going to do for you. And men love hearing things like that. They're like, that's the kind of trouble that I want to get into. <laughs> I know, I know, Paul. Well, Brendan, if anybody, if anybody could ever sell a product like that, it would be you. Now, when we were outside, we were talking about people like honoring their commitments. And I was saying something along the lines of like, oh, going forward now, if I don't want to do something, I'm going to start saying, oh, this doesn't jive with my mental health. You know, I'm going to start oh, opening yeah. every conversation with, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to elbow my way to the front of the line. It, 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 this correlates with my mental health. Oh, I had to run that red light. It does not correlate with my mental health. And then sometimes something falls in your lap. And that's what my story is about, where you, you don't want to be that person who makes it about them. Mm -hmm. But like the old expression, if you don't do it, someone else will. Exactly. Rewind with me for a few years. There I was enjoying the birthday party of one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. And my friend Kevin, very happy to be out for this beautiful restaurant that we went to, his birthday. Well, I didn't get him a purple t-shirt, if that's what you're wondering. <laughs> but there we were having a delightful dinner, nice wine, beautiful yeah. atmosphere. It was quite chilly outside. It was lovely. And we're enjoying this lovely restaurant um, atmosphere. My, my two best friends, Alyssa, who's been on the pod, and my friend Kevin, who hopefully one day will be on the pod. Okay. And... He says at one point, midway through dinner, I am going to use the facilities. I'm going to use the restroom. Now, in the restaurant, there was some sort of a company party going on in a room not too far off from where we were. Like the banquet room was, yeah. was to our, our, our right. And there was a lot of rowdy people having a great time in that uh, banquet room. And they were laughing and toasting and having a grand old time. Mm -hmm. Grand old time. Lovely. So... Kevin, after visiting the facilities, comes back to the table, sits down, and has a very funny expression on his face. And I was like, what's the matter? Like, what, what, what's going on with, with this <laughs> face? Like, what's happening? And he has a very funny look on his face. Okay. And we were like, what's going on? And he goes, something really weird just happened. And we said, what? what? What just happened? He goes, well, I went down the hallway to go use the restroom. And as I was walking down the restroom hallway, a woman came out of the women's restroom, walked right up to me, and grabbed my penis through my pants. And we all laughed. <laughs> that's how my that's how my old scout leader used to shake hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, it wasn't my scout leader. It was my priest. No. <laughs> So we're laughing at him, which is not the thing to do to somebody who's just been molested. And I said, you're lying. Come on, stop it. You're yeah. lying. And he goes, no, like, I, I feel really weird because, like, I, I didn't know what happened. And the, the room, like, the hallway was dark. She came out into the hallway. She saw me. She made a beeline for me. She grabbed my junk through my pants. And we're laughing. I'm trying uh -huh. to calm down. I'm trying to calm down. And uh -huh. I'm like, I'm sorry to laugh. I'm sorry to laugh. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's just the way you said it. I'm sorry to laugh. I'm like, and part of me still kind of was like, maybe this is not true. This is this, this not possible. There's no way this story no. is true. And he oh, goes, no. yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I feel a little weird and violated that some stranger just molested me at this restaurant. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I said, okay, where is she? Where, where is this mystery woman? 
he points at somebody in the banquet room over there and he's like, oh, that woman in like the red blouse. I'm like, that one over there holding the drink, like laughing and making a fool of herself? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, look, once I was like, let me just get to the bottom of this. So Kevin, tell me again exactly what happened. He's like, I went down the hall. She came out of the room. She's drunk. She reached for me. She grabbed my dick and said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone else. And she went back to that party. We laughed again. Because <laughs> it's kind of funny. Well, you know, Brendan, all dicks look the same, you know. It's, Underwater, it's, in the dark. You know. <laughs> and it occurred to me that, like, something needed to be done. And I didn't want to be that person, but if I don't do it, someone else will. Yes. And I said, let me handle this. <laughs> and I, I went into the banquet hall where everybody, yeah. the party was, you know, kind of midway, winding down. And I walked up to her and I went, hi, excuse me. Did you just molest my friend in the hallway on the way to the bathroom? Now, everybody in the in the uh, banquet room, like, they stopped, like, oh laughing God. and drinking. And they turned, yeah, like, is yeah. this a joke? Like, what's going on here? And she looks at me kind of glazed over. She's trying to figure out who I am. You're never going to figure out who I am. <laughs> you don't know who I am. She was a little toasted. Uh -huh. And I went, I repeat, did you just... I'm getting a little louder here. Did you just <laughs> grab my friend's penis in the hallway <laughs> on the way to the bathroom? I'm yeah, pointing yeah, where, yeah. The, where the restroom is, like, now down uh -huh. the hall. And everybody, her, I guess they're her co-workers, maybe her boss. Now they've kind of hushed, hushed down a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. oh, like, I guess something must have happened. I guess, I, I guess there was a situation. And everybody knows her. We'll call her Kathy. Oh, Kathy, did Kathy do something to someone? Like, we know Kathy gets a little excited, a little happy at these things. But uh, yeah, I guess she did it again. Do you think it's true? Did Kathy do that? Kathy, uh, oh, Kathy. must have been on her third margarita. She like looks at me kind of blankly. And she goes, oh, I thought he was somebody else. And I went, I see. And I, and I said, I think we're going to have to call the police. That's what I think we're going to have to do. I said, what kind of a person molests a complete stranger in a high class restaurant? What is wrong? I really brought it on home anthony like Shit. i decided to really yeah. kind of get it up there uh -huh. and the next thing i know the manager comes running over oh i'm so I'm sorry can i like 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 he's gonna delegate the situation like mm -hmm. he's the united nations or something oh there's something i can do is there a problem yeah what's, he, what he doesn't to, see this coming what seems to be uh, what seems to be going on here is a little loud in here what's going on i said and i repeat this woman needs to go because she just my friends are like hiding behind the menus <laughs> at our table she needs to go because she grabbed my friend's penis in the hallway on the way to the bathroom. What kind of an establishment is this? No, Anthony, I didn't Brandy. really care. I didn't, of course I didn't, not. You just, I, I know what you just. I didn't really care, you know? I know you. It was, it was terrible, but I, mm -hmm. I was doing it more for my own personal reasons to, one, embarrass her, but also, two, to embarrass him. Of course. Oh, Kathy. And... The manager is like, oh, I'll take it from here. I'll take it from here. And I'm like, no, no, you won't. I said that situations like this happen all the time. And you always try to shame the victim. And we will not be shamed. 
And Kathy is just like, blah, 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 blah. So she is just, she's like Wiley Coyote when she runs out of road. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. she runs out on like the air that's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the manager goes, oh, please go back to your table, sir. He realized I wasn't part of this party. And he's like, I'll, I'll be there in just a moment. Let me handle, let me delegate, let me handle this. So Kathy gets the boot. She gets the boot out, uh -huh. and she, you know, flurring all the way to like the parking lot. Somebody's mm -hmm. like, I'll, "I'll take her home." She's probably still holding her margarita yeah. on the way I, out. I, I, you know? I'll take her home. I'll, I'll remove her from the situation. She a lot of the Exactamente, Kathy. God, Kathy, guys. So the manager five minutes later comes back over to our table, and he's like, "Oh, I hope everything you know is without incident going forward. I hope all all be well." And I went, "No." No, it won't be okay, oh, sir. Because, and I started. No, I started no, fresh. I won't have a nice day. <laughs> I started fresh. That, I, re, I regurgitated one more time. One more time for good measure. Just so like everyone all on the same page, right? Yes. And I said, that woman molested my friend on his birthday. It's his birthday. And he, I said, he'll never be able to eat creme brulee again oh without God. thinking of that woman grabbing him and let me tell you something sir i think there's some racial shit going on here too oh, i just no. i threw it in i threw it in for good measure <laughs> just for good there, measure there was no racial shit i just no. i just felt that if you're gonna if you're really gonna go there go there and i i he did the right thing he mm -hmm. said to us, well, sir, uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll comp your meal. I'm like, oh, now, now you're now you that's what you were, me. That's what you I were said, going no, for. You hope maybe if you just give me my food for free, I'll stop talking about this. Said, you're going to be on the news tonight, buddy. I said, I'm going to get seven on my side with you people. Brendan, you got a free meal. <laughs> said, End it there. What? kind of an establishment oh. is this? What are you running here, sir? You're gonna, I said, what, you're going to give me my meal for free? Can we also get coffee with that? <laughs> <laughs> when we stop recording, you're going to have to tell me what establishment this is. It no I longer may... exists. Oh, uh, no? Oh, I was hoping they went to get out some business. good creme brulee, I, I creme guess brulee and you, like penis grab. You go for the meal, you stay for the molestation, you know? But I, I must say that... <laughs> It's, oh my it's, God. I would say it's rare for me to uh, get out of sorts like that in public. Is it? Nah, maybe not. But I, I knew that this was one of those times where like you really have to go the extra mile to get what you want. Because yeah. if you don't take of it, course. they won't give it to you. That's why I keep telling people. You have to, if you want something, you have to open your mouth. You have to open your mouth. <laughs> well... <laughs> Or yes, keep, or at least, that. at that. least keep your hands to yourself. At well, least, yeah. at yeah. the bare minimum. <laughs> oh God! So uh, that was one of the worst things I've ever done. And uh, Kathy, this is <laughs> this is to you, baby. What about your friend? Mortified. <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh yeah, him and, and he, my him and my girlfriend could have like uh, shared a drink together. As, as, as you can <laughs> believe, going forward now, any birthday card I send him has a reference to like. Oh, uh, I, I really hope that this birthday finds you, like, one hand up, oh. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Anthony, we're going to take a little break. When we come okay. back, we're going to read some of our fan mail stories. Oh, goody. Worst thing you've ever done. <laughs> or did you ever hear the William Shatner? No. Worst thing you've ever done. Star date. <laughs> a moment ago, Anthony, we were uh, discussing uh, some nonsense. Yeah. And um, I am so enthralled that I get to 
continue with this project and get the people in my life who I love in to tell their story, to shoot the shit with me, mm -hmm. and to hear one of my stories. And I'm very happy to say that since I got fired from that first job, you can believe I have a plethora of stories from the previous job that I was oh, never able to talk about imagine. that I'm just going to let all hang loose. Let it fly. That, let it go. Let it go. Today's not the forum for that, but okay. I mean, as my friend Angela once said, she said that like life's going to go on like now that the pandemic is over. And she said, you're just going to keep acquiring stories. She's like, you're not just mm -hmm. gonna sit home all day looking for the past. You're gonna be creating stories right? for the future. Right. And I'm really looking forward to that. Good. Now we've reached that part of the podcast where I ah. shuffle like a poker player mm. some of these emails around that I've been receiving. Around and round it goes. And then you just where pick and decide which one that you want to read. Knows. I think, which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, let me guess. Okay, so I just I just read it? Yeah, what's it called? Okay, it is called Dog Lover. Dog Lover. Oh, I hope this isn't going where I think it is. Okay, so. They never go quite where you think they're going. Okay. <coughs> Should I read this like Paul Harvey? Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dog Lover. When my brother and I were young, like 13 and 14 respectively, we used to go exploring our neighborhood together, sometimes on our bikes and sometimes on foot. We used to play around the train yard, but <laughs> one day we were on a block we weren't familiar with, and as we walked past somebody's house, there was a doggy in the window. Aww. The one with the waggly tail. Um, the hell was I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> barking at us, not really menacing, just kind of excited and happy. Aww. Since I absolutely love dogs, always have, I was waving at him and barking back because I think I always wanted to have one, have one, but my parents never got us one. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't doing anything to be malicious. I was just a little fucking kid, and then suddenly somebody in the house mm. pokes their head out the window and yelled at me and my brother with horrible foul language <laughs> to get off their lawn. <laughs> get away from their house, and if you ever come back here again, I'll let the dog out and he'll rip your guts out. Oh, shit, a little kid. Get the fuck off my grass. Get the fuck off my property, you little shits, or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. You fucking <laughs> punks. Get the F out of here. Get the F out of here. Get the F out of here. For the record, we were in the street. You don't own the street, honey. <laughs> Listen, I bitch. I wonder if that, if that uh, tidbit of uh, knowledge was uh, expressed. <laughs> like, uh, we're in the street. You don't own the street. We were just little kids. I feel like if you ever did that today, there'd be a SWAT team on your front porch within so five true. minutes for even hinting at such a thing. Even, even like breathing at somebody the wrong way, you called the police My on God, these people yeah. today. My brother is a year older than me and very, very polite and immediately took me by the hand and more quickly than usual walked us home. Aww. Even as such a young kid, I had a temper. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't? I couldn't believe this disrespect and also misunderstanding on the stranger's part. Was there a misunderstanding? 
Or was he just a dick? <laughs> was there a misunderstanding? I wasn't a bad kid, and I loved dogs. I wasn't trying to mess with anyone. I would never intentionally hurt anyone or upset their dog. The more I thought about it, the more it got really st- it's stewed up, me screwed up, screwed up. I told my brother I was going to do something about this, and he said, "You better not." <laughs> you better not. Oh, I love this! Uh, right after it, my brother is a pussy. <laughs> Still is. <laughs> but back then, and even today, I am not the kind of person who takes direction or orders well. Never. Never. I thought about what I wanted to do, and later that night, under cover of darkness, oh, and with a half-full paint can I stole from my parents' garage, <laughs> I went back to that house with the lid off, and I threw the paint. <gasps> At the front door and porch. <laughs> I carried it on my bike in a brown paper shopping bag. I can't even tell you the feeling of exhilaration of carrying a paint can several blocks at one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> knowing at any moment somebody could see me or, God forbid, the police stop me. Uh, son, uh, what you got in that uh, paper bag? Oh, just groceries, officer. Just some celery and milk mm-hmm. for my ill mother. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're making cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> 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 Pay no attention to that bacon. What was I thinking? I'm not sure, but I just knew that I had to pay this person back yeah. for being so cruel and disrespectful. I'll never forget the feeling of being 14 years old and pedaling as hard as my legs could pump my bicycle back to my family's house, my heart in my chest pumping wildly, knowing at any moment I could be in serious trouble. (laughs) I'm an adult now, and yes, I have my own dog. Thank you very much. (laughs) He said thank you very much. And I regret nothing. Oh, Especially telling those little shits to stay the fuck off my... Lo- no, I just... I'm sorry. That, that, that's not it. As I'm writing this now, I'm realizing the paint was probably like old primer that my yeah. dad u- must have used in our kitchen. I could only imagine that mean person the next day going to leave their house and finding white paint all over oh. their door and porch. Oh, murder! <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what it actually took to clean something like that up. Ugh, what would you use? I don't even know how you clean paint up off of the ground. You can't. Well, you'd use paint thinner, but you'd strip the paint off your house, too. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. So we're looking okay. at, like, quite a bill here. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, all because this person was mean to me, and I was also jealous that they had a dog, and they probably didn't deserve it's one. So true. <laughs> if he was that mean to kids, what the fuck did he do to the dog? Oh. Poor thing. So I guess the lesson we should all learn here is be nice to kids and let your kids have a dog if you can. <laughs> I guess that's the lesson. <laughs> At least that's the lesson I took from it. Oh, and I'm definitely the kind of person who would tell kids to get off their lawn. <laughs> So I guess no lesson learned. 
No lesson learned. Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Pete. That is a wonderful story. Shit. Let's just go right into the next. Okay. This one's called House Party. So, I threw a party at my house during senior year spring break. I'm not a very nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) So don't judge me. I had been talking to two girls at the same time. Don't get excited. (laughs) I was a nerd and the girls were ugly. (laughs) Well, you get an A for honesty. Uh, All my other friends had lost their virginity and I wanted to see what it was like. These things never work out like they do in the movies. I was not about to throw the party of the century. All I had was some Everclear and a pool table in our rec room. My parents didn't even leave me any money to buy pizza. I guess they figured I'd spend it on drugs. (laughs) He's honest. Uh, A for honesty. That's what I'm saying. Good job. My parents are jerks. (laughs) (laughs) They had a security system that let them check if doors were opened on their cell phones. They get a little notification ping. Mm -hmm. I almost thought that the week that they went on vacation, I wouldn't be able to have a party. But then I did some thinking and I remembered it didn't monitor the windows. (laughs) (laughs) So I had all my friends come in through the window in my bedroom. Okay. This was tricky and required (laughs) borrowing a ladder. (laughs) But I was not about to miss out on being the coolest kid in school. Okay. Some of my friends even stole wine and beer from their parents' house and brought it to my house. Naturally. So I'm pretty wasted at this point already. Tonight's my night! (laughs) (laughs) He said that with all caps. Tonight's the night. Tonight is the night is the night. We get it. After everyone got there, I called one of the girls and had her come over. Now, this isn't the first party I've thrown, and both girls had been to one at my house before, so they both knew how everyone gets in and out by going up the ladder. Right. So I started hooking up with one girl. It was so wild to finally do the thing you wanted to do, and I hate to admit it, I was done in like a minute. (laughs) Did that rhyme? I hate to admit it, I was done in a minute. Hate to oh, admit it, I was done in a With a little poet. Oh. Yeah, I hate to admit it, but I was done in a minute. Okay, that's natural. I was a one-minute man. <laughs> a minute man. He a was a century from the uh, revolution. No. After we were done, she doesn't even get a name, girl one <laughs> went back to the party. And I stayed to relish over the fact that I had just lost my virginity. That's when girl number two, who also doesn't get a name, Anthony, knocked on the window to let her in. Okay, I told you already I'm a scumbag. (laughs) So I let her in. That's been established. And she said that someone told her about the party, yada, yada, yada. We started hooking up. Yeah. Now, normally, I would have been better with my morals and not hooked up with a second girl 20 minutes after I hooked up with the first one. But I had just found out how great sex was and was really ready to do it again. I wanted to perfect it. <laughs> he said, here, 
<laughs> parenthesis. Oh, a perfectionist. I'm Andy. still trying to perfect it. <laughs> I'm still, still trying, trying to, to perfect, perfect it. It's, it, it, it's a work in it takes, progress, It takes buddy. a lifetime. It's a work in a, progress. It's a sharing of shame. It really is. Yes, it is. You, you get so far and you realize you've, you've come nowhere. Well, I you've come e. everywhere. I.e. that whole chestnut. So, <clears throat> we smashed. Good way to put it. And then we got dressed and went out to the party, down the ladder to the backyard. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot the first girl was there. Everyone knew because everyone was making jokes about it. Man, what a mistake. See, when you pull this shit, you really need a bookkeeper, you know, to keep track. A wingman. Mm. Well, one thing led to another, and I had the one girl crying and another trying to hit me with a pool cue. (laughs) My party was slowly going downhill. Mm. Then the cops got called because the neighbors heard the girls slipping out on me in the backyard. The second girl got so mad, she pushed the ladder away from my window when I was on it. Oh, God. And it keeled over and landed on my parents' car, shattering the windshield. Oh, my God. (laughs) Timber. Oh, I knew I was fucked. Twice, actually. (laughs) Listen, whatever trouble he got into, it was all worth it. But it can only get worse at this point. So when I fell off the ladder, I must have broken my leg because I couldn't walk. Oh, God. I I suddenly couldn't walk. And I was bleeding. Oh, God. I don't really remember, unfortunately. Everclear will do that to you. He was drinking Everclear. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, well, he, at least he didn't feel any pain when he broke his leg. You can only hope. <laughs> so when the cops show up, I was so wasted, I couldn't answer any questions. And I even threw up on one of them. <laughs> then I got arrested, and my parents had to fly home from Vegas the next day to get me out of the hospital... And then I had to go to court for the underage drinking party, which I didn't even know was a crime. He <laughs> didn't know it was a crime. Oh my God. Well, technically, my parents got in trouble because I wasn't 18 yet. Mm-hmm. Wipes sweat away. Woo! <laughs> I'm kidding. I feel awful. My parents never trusted me again. I'm 40 now. And I never leave my kid alone at home. Good times. <laughs> so the moral of the story... Oh, please do not say my name. So the moral of the story is, you want to lose your virginity? Just get in the van and take the candy. <laughs> and on that note, we'll take a break. And when we come back, I will oh, give my you nudge. My, uh, my, my happy thought story. Okay, aw. Worst thing you've ever done. Anthony, thank you for inviting me over again. Oh my God, Brendan, it's like old times. It's lovely. It's been so... Where the fuck have you been? Oh yeah, right, COVID. Sharing of shame. It feels like old times sitting across from you at your dining room table. I know. You're a great friend. You've always been there for me. And uh, I wanted to share with you. I always come through for you. (laughs) Sounded dirty. (laughs) 
So I'll get my, your mind out of the gun. My story today, because uh, this is not a revenge podcast by any means. I always like oh. to end each episode by telling a good story. Yes. So I've been working now for over a month at the new uh, job at the uh, old folks facility mm-hmm. and getting to know them daily and sometimes um, re-getting to know them again the next day. You know, it's just, it's just, you have to have a yeah. sense of humor a lot of the time with these people. Yeah. Um, yeah. My job basically is to like be a buddy, uh, to wipe someone's nose, to get someone interested in an event, mm-hmm. to try to get them to use their brain, use their body. Uh, yeah. We, we try to st- stay away from any television watching. We try to really keep them That's cool. on, pa- on target, on path, by keeping yeah. them motivated and physical. Um, it's very much like working with kids, mm-hmm. but this is the other end of the spectrum. Some of them aren't here for a good time. They're here for a short time. Yeah. So it's all about, with me, um, having a great sense of humor, uh, rolling with the punches, never taking anything personally, and just trying as hard as I can. And I've learned it. I have to really pour myself out slowly throughout the day because I've learned if I try too hard too soon, like by yeah. 11 o'clock, I'm, I'm exhausted. Right. But I tell you, the work is good work. And I wanted to just tell you this one great story before we go. One of my new favorite people just got um, uh, put there by her family. Mm-hmm. She is definitely the kind of person who needs supervision. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's on the same level as you and I as far as cognitive ability. Like she, she knows what's going on, but can't be trusted to um, eat, tie her shoes, um, yeah. make her way back to her actual room. Like she gets lost, not only in the facility, but in her life. Yeah. And her first day, actually her third day there, she was still up front at reception crying on the couch because she didn't know where she was. She didn't know where her family was. She didn't know what she was doing there. She, no matter how many times you tell them, they forget. Right. And uh, I'm I, several times was holding her on the couch while she cried on my shoulder. And I kept reminding her, oh, I want you to make friends. I want you to meet people. It's always scary at first. Mm-hmm. So she did get involved. And now she's one of the most like, excited residents. She gets involved in all of the events. I feel like I, I work on a cruise ship and I, I tell people, oh. bocce ball at 12, right yeah. this way, Jeopardy at 12.30. Like I make sure that I, I specifically seek her out to make sure she comes to these events and meets people and gets involved. And the other day I happened to be walking through the beautiful uh, restaurant they have attached. And I learned the hard way after 30 days, don't eat the food because it's <laughs> for seniors. It's not for someone like me because I'll put six pounds on in 30 days. So it's not yeah. the menu, although delicious and full of salt and, you know, a good for, time. For seniors? It, it, it packs the pounds on them. And what we're trying to do with these seniors, Anthony, is we're trying to keep as much weight on them as possible because some of them forget to eat. So we're, if we get an opportunity to really feed them, we really feed them. You but know? I, I mean, I thought, you know, they would have to watch the sodium and all the bad stuff. Let's just say the food tastes great. And what makes okay. food taste great? Salt, Salt butter, and all the bad stuff. <laughs> all the bad stuff. Well, Believe the food's me. delish. I must give it five stars. So at one point, she was sitting at a table with some of her friends, and there was a young uh, 30-something girl also sitting at the table. And as I stopped by, she, uh, this 30-something girl uh, introduced me as her daughter. And she was like, I, she just, she seems like a different person since, like, you know, yeah. she's been here maybe about a week. She just seems like everything has kind of come together. Can we go for a walk? So myself and this uh, daughter, we went for a brief walk away from the table, and she said, what's happened? Like, what's, what's happened to my mother? I... I I, I came here expecting the worst, and here I am now, and, and, and she's made friends, and she's telling me all about like the events that she's part of, and uh, 
she's very responsible because she's part of these things that she has to show up for. And I said, oh yeah, well what happened was she made friends and she's gonna survive. And her daughter started sobbing. Now I have the daughter sobbing on my shoulder and she said to me, I felt so bad about putting my mother here, but my family, we couldn't take care of her anymore. She's like, you don't even want to know what I've been through with her. Like she would walk out of the house and get lost and we couldn't find her. And that's why we had to do this because, yeah. you know, she's very slowly like losing it. And I said, well, don't worry because as long as she's here, I'm going to take care of she's your mom. Okay. And it was like exactly, I think, it, like sometimes there's like a, bro, a lost broken puzzle piece in all of us mm -hmm. and you can never really find it, but you can kind of force the, the puzzle to fit a little better. Yeah. And I feel like if I can do good work in my daily life at this job, then when I'm not there, I can do a podcast where I talk about the worst shit I've ever of done. Of course. <laughs> I feel like I have dramatic That's what we're license to do these things. That's what we're here for, Brandon. <laughs> oh, Anthony, you are lovely. Oh, I, I want to thank you, you so much for My doing this. My absolute pleasure. And um, you are a true friend. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down, down the, the road, road and back, back again. again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a <laughs> son of a bitch. Yes. <laughs> Say goodnight, Anthony. Goodnight, Anthony. <laughs> you just listened to the worst thing you've ever done a podcast where I explore the worst stories of my friends and strangers, each week with a special guest. Concept and editing by me, Brennan Joel Bartlett. Music by Anthony Babalacqua. Vocals by Kevin Lynch. Available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Copy RSS, and other platforms. Some names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Send your future emails to worstthingeverdone at gmail.com. Thank you, Andrew.